so I have two elderly dogs and one of them, uh, my, my, my bigger dog, big dog, bacon. Um, he has this, uh, it's this collapsing trachea thing. Like what's where, so there's like, I guess two sides of your trachea, like a right and left. And they, they work like in concert with one another. And and I didn't even know that one of them is partially paralyzed. So now his trachea don't work in concert with, with each other. So if he like drinks too fast or if he like, seems like if he does anything if he runs around or anything usually he has like a, a little cough afterwards and sometimes it's a big cough and it's it sounds like uh do uh, it it sounds like a hairball no do it no you do imitations sometimes it's like big dog oh, that does sound like a cat yeah and then if it, it were he'll do that a few times and then it's like oh and then it's over you you got it yeah you got it you got it good got job it there. good yeah. job buddy good job bacon and job, does any and nothing comes up? No, because well, it's just like I mean, spit or something. Or if he if he's it's kind of gross. If he's just eaten, oh, some stuff could come up. It, it could. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He re-eats it, doesn't he? No, the uh, little dog does that. Oh, gross. <laughs> she's good. At, she's good at cleaning up. Like I have literally seen kibble fly out of his mouth, and she like her ears perk gotcha. up, and she gets excited, <laughs> and she runs over to it and eats it. No, don't worry about it. I got it. Don't bend down. Mm-mm. No, I'm um, little dog. Yeah, I'm little dog. I'll take this one for you. Just, just you know, you 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 just you just enjoy. Being you stay big up dog. there. Stay up there. Don't worry about anything. Look, we're here to support each other. You drop that kibble, I got it. Yep, exactly. We're not leaving a mess. Yes. That's cute. They 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 definitely have each other's back. call each other little and big dogs or do they call each other by name i don't know i don't know i i i mean we're opening opening a big can of worms here because i i, I feel like you've played I this have, out in your head i have thought about you? i have thought about dogs communicating a lot mm. in my in my life interesting so, yeah i don't know um i don't know if we really want to go down that <laughs> rabbit hole because we could we could spiral for a while um, well you posted a picture of little dog aka echo i did i feel like now we need a picture you, of Big Dog. I think Big Dog's probably like, what the heck, Dad? So he has one eye. That's beautiful. And half an ear. Wow. So he's... Not into symmetry? No, he's not into <laughs> symmetry. Um, but I think he's the most handsome dog in the history of handsome dogs. Well, that's like, adorable. Really now we need a picture. Yeah, we'll okay. get one. He's, he's really good looking. Okay. And I'll, I'll post pictures of both dogs when they were younger as well. So people can Aww. see them in there. Do that on a Thursday for the throwback Thursday. Thro- throwback Thursday. I will. <laughs> Sounds good. We can do that. We that's do a that. thing. I hear that's a thing. How's it going, Nikki? It's going pretty good. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. Well, can you I mean, tell? Yeah. Good. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm excited too. What are you excited Be- about? Because I was hoping you were going to ask. Oh. I'm excited because, well, I kind of feel like, oh gosh, I'm going to be vulnerable saying what I'm excited about, but I'm excited because our podcast has been out for a while. Mm -hmm. We've had a few episodes. We've got lots of positive feedback and that feels good. It does. Why do I feel naughty when something's good? Like, ooh. It's because you're Catholic. Is that it? Yeah, I think so. Catholic, Catholic guilt goes a long way. We need to do uh, a, maybe a couple of episodes about Catholic okay. guilt. I'm going to make a note of I that. feel like, one, we both understand it because we're Catholic. And two, um, it's not just Catholic guilt. I think there's Christian guilt uh-huh. in general. And and I think... I think um, our Jewish friends have a thing for guilt, too. Yes, right? definitely. Yeah. And I think we... Uh, yeah. So that'll be a thing that we definitely do in the future. Okay. Um, but yeah, you, you shouldn't. I, I feel really good about our... Um, uh, kind of our, our little, like what, like what we have going on here. It's really exciting. And to, yeah. to, to get some feedback, not only from people that we know, but even people that we don't know, uh, yeah. that have listened to the podcast and think that we're onto something good, um, and are being fed by it and hopefully being, being led to some encounter moments, being led to encounter the Lord. A more deeper deeply. relationship with Jesus or, or really even cool. just the, the, the beginnings, you know, and of a we, relationship that's 
what we've prayed about. Exactly. When we started this whole thing, that was the point, right? Yeah. Was that we were, we were helping people having been there ourselves. We, we mm-hmm. want to help people. And especially those of you that might not have experienced God before, or might not have, um, maybe profoundly experienced God, like some of your neighbors have, right. Um, to help you, to mm-hmm. help you do that. And, and if, if not that, then to let you know that we're all on this journey together, we're all, um, yeah. you know, working together. Uh, we, we, we talked about, um, you know, us all being lost sheep. Uh, we're all, we're all the ragamuffins, right? We're all mm-hmm. kind of on the fringe, uh, in different ways in our lives. And I think it's important that we not only honor that and respect that and, and, and recognize that, um, but that we kind of celebrate it. We can kind of say, Hey, look, this is, this we is should. where I'm at, um, in my relationship with God and, and God is here with me and it's, and I'm imperfect and it's an imperfect process. Right. But Mm -hmm. the love of God perfects me. The love of God makes me, um, makes me who I'm truly meant to be, which is really cool to think about. Um, what are we talking about today? Oh, today we're talking about finding Jesus, encountering God in the going forth and going forth. So we, we had a, um, uh, we had an episode um, I don't know if we're going to call it death or I haven't mixed the episode oh, yet. On dying. On dying. Like I haven't dying really produced to it. Self. Dying to self. So uh, this idea of, of the Paschal mystery, mm-hmm. uh, that first step being dying, mm-hmm. right? We had an episode on the second step, which is rising kind of out of that uh, death, those spiritual deaths. And now we're on to the third and final step, which is going. Going forth. Going kind forth. Kind of discipleshipy talk, right? Sharing yeah. the gospel. Yeah. Spreading it. Exactly. Taking what you've learned and exactly. your experiences. And also um, maybe uh, taking that Paschal mystery and applying it in, 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 the, in the everyday sense in like some practical ways to your life. Mm-hmm. So um, dying, where, where, wherever you are in the Paschal mystery, dying, rising, or going, uh, it is not a one-time thing. So, right. um, you know, we're, we're constantly dying to things. We're constantly rising from things and, and we're constantly being called to go forth into the world and to, to proclaim the good news. And we're going to talk about that today. Yes, we are. All right. Would you like to go first? Do you want me to go first? I can go first. I, I completely want you to go first. I wish, I wish <laughs> that y'all could see Nikki's faces sometimes. Why do I always feel surprised? Like, even though we've talked about what we're going to talk about and I know what I'm going to talk about, I still like, ah, Yes. I kind of want to push you into the. I, I I totally I totally I totally Look, agree. I totally get it. You're chill and you're like senior youth minister, so you do this and you're calm and you've got it under control. And I'm not. I am core team member who doesn't sign up for anything because I'm so nervous to talk in front of a group of people. So that I'm doing this is okay because there's just one person in front of me mm-hmm. and a microphone, which a little creeps me out, but it feels safe-ish. Well, I want you to feel safe, so that's good. I'm only on the ish, but I'm getting there. Okay. Well, that's good. You go first. Uh, okay. I'll go first. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. All right. So um, uh, I think that little conversation we just had is a good, <laughs> it's a good way to kind of segue into, into what we're talking about, uh, this process of going. Um, if you've ever been on a retreat or, or maybe, um, even if you haven't, if you just, um, you know, had a very good experience in your life, like you've had two or three days in a row where, uh, maybe you took a spa day, maybe you took a day off of work, um, whatever it might be. And you kind of got your, your batteries recharged. You feel refreshed from, um, the normal, you know, daily grind, right? Um, we can, uh, we, I think very often in our humanity, we want to kind of leap from those experiences and, and to, there's this, this sense of wanting to carry those experiences into everything else, uh, in our life. And, um, we, we talked a little bit about that, uh, in the episode on balance, right. And, mm, and being able yeah. to take our Sunday experiences into, uh, our experiences Monday through Saturday, right? right. Into our life Monday through Saturday. And how sometimes, um, you know, by the time we get home and we're like kicking off our shoes after church, uh, that, that, that high feeling that, that like, um, very excited feeling about whatever it is that we've been through kind of starts to go away. And the reality of our, our mundane life, whatever that might look Mm -hmm. like for you, um, kind of kicks back, back in. Yeah, exactly. And, and doesn't really, um, uh, sometimes that stuff that we that we learned that we felt in whatever 
good experience might have happened, it doesn't really stick. Right? Yeah. Um, well, the same thing can kind of happen with the Paschal Mystery. We can go through this process of dying to something and rising to something, and then we're kind of stuck thinking, like, now what? Mm-hmm. Like, what do we What do we do next? And and maybe you've had, you know, this encounter with God, and you know, like on a on a on a retreat or at church, or you know, maybe you listen to some Christian radio on your way home, and you just had a moment with God, and then as soon as you walk in the door, you're kids are going crazy or your spouse is going crazy (laughs) or your dog is going crazy um whatever whatever the crazy is it's there right um it's always crazy i think there's a there's a there's there's always the temptation to think that that's like the devil trying to distract you Mm -hmm. i don't necessarily think that i think that is the chaos we make Right. I, I, I think it, I think a little bit of it is it's just it's just the world. It's kind mm-hmm. of the way the world is. You're you know, when you walk in the door and your kids need something, that's what kids do. You know, when, yeah. when kids need something, they go to mom, they go to dad and they they complain about it until they get it right. Like that's what kids do. Um, that's what my dogs do. Like mm-hmm. my dog will sit there and cry until I give him a treat. Right. With his one eye. Right. Oh, gosh. Um, just <laughs> just looking at me with his one eye. Um, but that that <laughs> chaos is it's. Just like we're invited to participate into the peace, in the peace of God, we're also invited and have to accept the invitation to participate in that chaos, right? And and so, it's a combo. That that, that yeah, that chaos is kind of it's kind of a choice. It's your kind of, perception, it's, your your of it your perception being, of it. Yeah. yeah, it's still there, but how it affects us and and our response to it is a choice. Mm-hmm. And God in His just his beauty in the Paschal mystery, um, he gives us another option, right? He gives us another option instead of, you know, really having, um, you know, the, the wind taken out of our sails when we, when we get home from a, um, um, from kind of a mountaintop experience, right? Uh, and, and instead of walking back into our everyday life and, and feeling like, oh, I have to go back to work or I have to, you know, God actually kind of gives us permission to go forth mm-hmm. and that going forth, um, uh, it's, it's not about, um, just going and surviving. It doesn't, it, it's not about just surviving in our lives anymore. It actually is about going out there and really maybe living for the first time, mm, right? Living and, in a different way, living in a different way, living, um, from a different source, living from a different source. Excellent. I love that. Yeah. Living from a different source. Um, one of the things that we, uh, that we say in the Catholic church all the time, uh, or that you might hear if you're Catholic, um, is that the Eucharist is the source and summit of our faith. And we believe that the Eucharist is uh, the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus. We believe that the Eucharist is Jesus. So that's that's essentially like us saying that Jesus is the source mm-hmm. and the summit of our faith. He's the thing that gives us all of our energy and all of our drive. He's also uh, the thing that we're always working towards, right? We're always moving towards him. Um, and so um, this idea of, of being able to kind of take our... Uh, dying experiences and our rising experiences and to live from that place of encounter, to live mm-hmm. from that source of Christ who, who is intimately involved in that dying and that rising, right? If mm-hmm. we're, if we're, if we're doing it right, he's intimately involved. He wants um, to be. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Then we're, we're encouraged and, and maybe even uh, challenged to go forth in a way that is more intentional about living our best life, more intentional about living in, in communion with others, living um, with the goal of being Christ uh, to others and and to ourselves in some really really profound ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I find if I go on a on a retreat experience, uh, if I go on, even if I'm just like in my everyday prayer life, if I if I realize that I'm kind of rising from something or dying to something, and I and I want to to take that energy with me. Um, into something else, I always have to go forth into community. And that's something we've come mm. back to over and over again. Yeah. Um, I always, it always feels more fruitful and more powerful and more long lasting in my life. If I'm, you know, uh, if I try to be Mary Magdalene or if I try to be St. Andrew and I'm letting someone else know about this, this good experience that I've had yeah. with God. Um, do you, do you, do you feel that way? Do you do you see that um, that need for community in your going forth? Absolutely, because otherwise, I, I don't. I feel like um, my going forth is uh, kind of hearing him say, "Go and make fishers of men." Mm-hmm. Well, how are you going to do that 
by yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do that by myself. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, we've talked about our, our being still and making intentional um, prayer time and, and all those things. Um, and I think that that's still important. And that's a way of fueling mm-hmm. your going forth. But in order to spread the good news, I can't spread it to myself. <laughs> yeah, it's almost it's almost like it's almost like practice for going forth, yeah. right? So we're yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we we wind up. Um, I think uh, I think sometimes you know, and that brings up a good point. Sometimes for me, I can get really wrapped up in in that experience, right? That experience of like um, uh, of of whatever you know, whatever experience Christ has drawn me into. I kind of want to stay there with Him, and I just want to yeah. stay there in that spot because it's comfy. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like the, 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 the transfiguration, right? Um, Peter stay is like, is like, let's yeah. stay on the mountaintop. I'm going to make some tents. I'm going to make some tents. It's going to be, gonna be awesome. great. And Jesus is like, no, we're not, Bruh. we're not doing that, dude. Doing we that. can't, you know, we gotta, we gotta, you gotta take this message and, and bring it to the people. Right? I feel like sound effect. Womp, womp. Can you hear that when <laughs> yeah, you're reading that for sure, scripture? For like, sure. Yeah. Aw, you just, you just kind of see man. Peter like looking around like, oh, dude, I, this yeah, is going to be so awesome. This is going to be so cool. And I can, I could have retired. Got the tents. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but we, but Jesus calls us as much as he calls us, uh, to encounter him as, you know, if, if you want to use the analogy, like up the mountain to mm-hmm. kind of, to kind of have this experience with him. He also calls us down the mountain, um, to go and to, and to share that, that good news and, and to, um, uh, to, to do something I, I think that, that maybe makes a lot of us un- uncomfortable, which is, is to, to, to witness to who Christ is and right. to, to who he's been in our lives. And once we start witnessing like, like talking about Christ is, is one thing. And, and even maybe talking about him as like a historical figure is one thing. But when we start to talk about him as a friend, when mm-hmm. we start to like, you know, to introduce him to other people, like he's a person in the room, I think for a lot of us, that's where we pump the brakes. We pump the brakes. And I think uh, in my experience, when I have risked it and, and talked about him as a person, you know, you're like you're reading the feedback of the person you're talking to, mm-hmm. and that can go one of two ways. <laughs> it, can, it can be, it can be it really tough. It doesn't always go well. It can be really tough. Um, as someone who's worked for teenagers, I've <laughs> I've had a lot of eyes rolled at me. Oh my gosh! Um, in different he's so in different weird. times. Yeah, yeah. He's so weird. Or or God, that guy talks about Jesus a lot. All the time. Know, all the time. Yeah. What are we going to um, talk about something else? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's important that we not only. Uh, have the tools or have the the willpower to kind of to kind of power through that we mm-hmm. lean on god to power through that it's also important that we we um we don't forget that that's not really about us it's that's an important point right yeah. well i think about um you know and love mike father mike schmitz mm-hmm. i almost called him mike schmitz like we're good friends <laughs> father mike schmitz mm-hmm. well i remember one of his little talky talks he was saying how he was nervous about some talk that he was going to give and he was at his parents house and his mom reminded him who do you think you are god mm-hmm. let him do what he needs to do through mm-hmm. you this mm-hmm. isn't about you mm-hmm. and i think i definitely lose the message often because i'm so concerned with what other people think that's a tough truth to admit. But it is. It, it, it is. is. And it's a, it's a, for me, it's a tough perspective to kind of keep in, in front of me mm-hmm. because, um, go like going to church and, and having, or, or just sitting down in prayer and having an encounter experience with God. I do often go into it thinking I have to get something out of this mm. or, or I have to put X, Y, Z into this. Right. Um, and in that, in those ways, it is very much about me, but, my focus has to be on God. And mm-hmm. in that way, um, you know, for it to be fruitful, my, my focus has to be on God and, and I have to be open to what, to how he's moving in my life. Um, and in that way it is, uh, it is not about me at all. And I, and I think the most fruitful times of prayer in my life have been times where the things that I'm worried about or distracted by are just not even on the horizon mm-hmm. of my mind or of my heart. They've totally been kind of washed away by this, this by, by the presence of God. That's beautiful. That's something that, yeah. that I have to allow to happen. Mm-hmm. God doesn't, we've, t- we've said it a thousand times, um, so far, like God doesn't force himself on us. Yeah. Um, but it's also something that I have to recognize is best for me. So I'm also doing oh. that in my own, like kind of in my own self-interest. Right. And, and I want to be close to God 
um, because that's what's best for me. I, I think that it's hard sometimes mm. for us to 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 recognize that in the moment. I, I, I know that it's hard for me to um, to really say with confidence, right? Like, God, I I want you to do whatever you want to do in my life, right? I, I, mm-hmm. I, I need you to do whatever you need to do in my life. I, I want what you want for me. I am not super confident when I say those things. I'm not because I, I don't know what the outcome is, right? And I think the thing that gets me over the hump and, and the way that this relates to going forth is that is that I know that when I've trusted God in the past, he's never let me down. Mm. And in, and in order to really to really go forth and to really um, if we're going if we're going to be evangelizers if we're going to be people that that um, that spread the good news or if we're just going to be people that are seeking our next encounter mm. if we're just going to be seeking our next encounter because there there are there's retreat uh, there's, junkies there's well and there's I mean there's oh. in, there's encounters there's I mean certainly retreat junkies but there's encounters waiting for us all over the place right, right? we can find God. Any, anywhere that we're open to him, he'll he'll be there. And so yeah. even if we're just looking for our next encounter with God, we have to be trusting mm-hmm. that he's going to show up and that he's going to take care of us. Um, so going to me, going forth is it's, it's kind of, uh, you know, as much as dying and rising are about trust, mm-hmm. going forth is exponentially yeah. um, more difficult sometimes. Riskier. Riskier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and that's, I know that's something that we wanted to talk about today was like this, the, the risk of mm-hmm. going forth, the, 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 not just the difficulties of it, but what are you really sort of putting on the line? Um, when right. you, when you, anytime that you step out in faith, whether you're going to be maybe an, over, an, like some kind of over the top evangelizer, or if you're just going to be a person mm-hmm. who is trying to commit to your behavior changing, trying to commit oh. to, to, to treating you know, to treating that person in your life um, that that bothers you, to treating that person yeah. better, uh, to treating yourself better, mm-hmm. even. Um, what are what you know? How are we going to kind of lean into that risk? And what does that look like? Maybe the, the day after your encounter experience. Mm, that's a woozy. It's a woozy. It's tough. Okay, I and I am going to answer it. Okay, but I would like to backpedal a few seconds sure and address i don't feel address something you said i don't feel like you said you were looking out for your own best interest when you are um trusting in him knowing that he's going to provide i feel like the way you phrase it it feels like you're saying that almost like selfish i don't think that that's true i feel like that's just a positive side effect of putting your trust in God. I, I, I wouldn't say it's selfish. I'd go back to our, to our, our lesson on stillness and I'd say that it's self-care. Okay. It's self-care. And that's, and I'm okay. sorry if, if that was confusing. No, not confusing. Well, maybe it was confusing because I wanted to correct you and say, uh-uh, don't, not in a naughty way, but just, I wouldn't want you to feel like it was a selfish thing no, not for all. going forth and feeling like, well, I'm going to get all this wonderfulness afterwards. So I'll do it. Really. The reason that I bring that up is because I think if we're being selfish or if it's self care, I think either way, that's difficult for people. It's difficult for people to, to let God love them Mm -hmm. and to say, God, I, I trust in you more than I trust in myself to know what's best for me. Okay. That's a really difficult thing. That's something that I think we all, that just a little bit of pride and like, can, can ruin that big time. Mm-hmm. And, and so we all kind of struggle with that. So for me, I, I have to, sometimes I do have to reassure myself. No, James, like you're, you're distracted in prayer. You're distracted in whatever kind of exercise you're going through with God. Kind of sit here and tough it out and give God some time and give God some room in your life um, because that's what's best for you. Mm. And I, I don't okay. necessarily feel that that's selfish, even though I, I have to I have to kind of make it um, a little bit of a selfish statement in order to keep myself in the moment. Ah, Does that make sense? Gotcha, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And that's okay. That like, propels you for it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, I got like, it. I mean, no, sometimes you, you kind of have to be your own motivator mm-hmm. in, your, in your relationship. You just do. You yeah. Know, you've, you've got to make that choice. So. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Okay. I want to talk about, as, I feel like there's two um, very distinctly different going forth scenarios in my life, in my head, what, what, what people would think of. The one is like, what I think the cool kids would call the low hanging fruits. Mm -hmm. Is that a thing? I don't know what that means really. So I mean like 
most obvious. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, here, yeah, hit another park, yep. grab that fruit. Um, that. So you, so you get off the retreat, then you recruit everybody you know. You tell them how wonderful the retreat was, how you want them to experience this, how you know that this will not just be, you know, this small little amount of days, but it'll affect your life from mm-hmm. now on out. And, you know, I feel like in that sense, um, if there's a report card for life, I would have gotten a really good grade in that because, you know, I've recruited family and friends and that's all good. Mm-hmm. Low hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. Now, there's also the fruit that requires the extension ladder that you could potentially fall off of. Right. And that is, um, in your real working everyday relationships. So, um, friends, family members, people who you uh, interact with daily that you love. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like spreading the gospel to, those closest to you that you live life with Mm -hmm. can be difficult because, um, you're not sharing by words so much as you are how you live. Sure. And living the gospel is infinitely harder than saying what the gospel is. Absolutely. Talking about what, um, Jesus does for us and how he saves us Mm -hmm. is, beautiful and almost feels easy as opposed to being the person who holds someone accountable and Mm -hmm. says, you are sinning Mm -hmm. and I want you to get to heaven. Mm -hmm. So I need to call this out. That's risky. It is. Like if we're going to use the, the, the fruit tree analogy, Mm -hmm. I could fall off the ladder Mm -hmm. and die. Mm -hmm. And and, And it feels that risky sometimes. Yeah. 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 Um, it's not easy to tell a loved one, um, and you know, that whole say it in love, but still nobody wants to hear yeah. you are sinning and I love you. Mm-hmm. I would like for you to stop watching dirty movies Sure. or whatever, whatever. Yeah. Do I need to do an asterisk and say all names have been changed to protect <laughs> the identity of all the people? No, you don't. Whatevs. Yeah. There, you haven't said any names. I was careful with that one. That's good. (laughs) No. And it's not even just like that kind of stuff, but when people offend you, you know, like I've had instances with friends where they've said things that they didn't realize were offensive to me Mm -hmm. and I could have let it ride. And, Mm -hmm. and I have a problem with being a peacekeeper instead of a peacemaker. Mm -hmm. And so I will keep peace and have inner turmoil. Sure. That sucks. It does. But it feels so risky. And the problem is, is that I know that that's what God's calling me to. Mm -hmm. Because I don't, do I not deserve to be hurt? I don't know. I don't know that that's what I'm saying. I I think mostly I I know my friends and myself. I don't want to knowingly hurt people. Mm -hmm. I don't want to knowingly sin against someone and not apologize for it or um, make amends, Mm -hmm. make retribution. Hi, Late to Church podcast listeners. This is James, and no, those aren't Christmas bells you're hearing. Those are Advent bells. What are Advent bells? I don't know. Advent, though, is this truly magical time of year in the life of the church in which we get to really explore what it means to desire Christ in our hearts and in every other aspect of our lives. Advent leads up to Christmas and is an excellent way to stay focused on your relationship with God through the hustle and bustle of the holiday season. Over the next four weeks of Advent, we're inviting some friends on the podcast with us. Super exciting. These clergy and religious men and women are excited to share their stories of encounter with you and help you, our listeners, grow in love with Jesus as we prepare for Christmas. Our first Advent episode drops Wednesday, December 2nd. Please join us and happy Advent. Peace. So there's there's a there's a I think a really fine line of of um, and it's a it's a line that's very easy to cross and and I think that uh, it's a line that gets um, it gets lost even or or maybe not lost but it's even murky like in in scripture you know in that in that in the stillness episode we talked about when the disciples come back from being sent out by Jesus 
and how Jesus wants them to come and take a rest, mm. right? And I think there's this feeling sometimes when we go forth that every obstacle has to be our obstacle, that everything oh. that we encounter is going to be kind of, uh, it's going to be a test, right? And and I just, I mean, this is me just speaking from the heart. I don't think, I don't think God works that way. He doesn't expect us to do everything. And it, because if he did, then he wouldn't have had to, you know, if, if, if there was some expectation of our perfection, um, then, then we could, we, we, we would be able to point to a saint or to someone mm-hmm. in the world and look at them and say, that, that person has it all figured out. They must be perfect. They, right. They've got it all right. And I think, I think that's kind of buying, uh, buying in again to that lie that, that all of this, all of this is about me because it's, oh. it's up to me. Right. So it must all be about me. But in, but I think going back to what you're saying, we, we have to, um, we have to expect that God is going to do the work. Mm-hmm. We, we have to expect that God is going to kind of be there, um, in those moments to, to, to give us the things that we need to say, to, mm-hmm. to, to give us the, the, the grace to, you know, to approach that person, to approach their behavior. If it's, you know, um, a sibling or a child or a spouse or, or, or best friend or whatever it is, but to approach that person and say like in love X, Y, Z is not working, mm-hmm. right? Like this, you know, it needs to change what that other person does with that, um, information, what they do with that, that direction. Um, however they take it, it's kind of up to them. And, and we've got to trust that, that we are, the workers in the vineyard, right? Mm-hmm. We're the, we're the, we're the branches. We're not the vine. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and God is going to, is going to come and he's going to kind of, you know, through us, he's kind of planted that seed and he's going to nurture it. And if the, if the seed doesn't take and it, and it, and it doesn't work, that's not necessarily, it's not necessarily up to oh, us. That's yeah. not what we're called to do. Um, which is really hard. We, we mentioned too, like, like seeing the fruit of something that you do in ministry or seeing the fruit of something, even that you just do in a relationship is always so satisfying. Mm -hmm. Like we want that, you know, we, we want to know, you know, at the end of a, of a suspenseful movie, like we want to know who the killer is, right? Like we want to know. And and when when the movie leaves you on a cliffhanger, you're already like making plans to buy tickets to the sequel. You know what I mean? You're already like, okay, in two years when the sequel comes out, I've, I've, I've got to be the first in line, right? I, I, I think we do that same mm-hmm. thing with God. Um, I think sometimes, again, that's out of a lack of, of trust mm-hmm. or, or maybe not a lack of trust totally, but like like we he calls us to keep trusting him, yeah. right? Um, and I think that's part of the lesson of really going forth is that, is that, um, as we go forth, Jesus doesn't say anything about, um, that being all we have left to do. He actually says that it's going to be pretty tough. And, and I think he, he implies in scripture that, um, as we go forth, we're going to have to die and rise and go over and Mm -hmm. over and over sometimes daily. Yeah. Sometimes even just moment, moment to moment in our lives. Like that's going to have to be something that we get really, really comfortable with looking at a relationship or a situation or, or maybe even a, a behavior in our own heart, in our okay. own mind yeah. and saying, I got to die to this. And literally five minutes later, I got to die to this again because I, I can't, you know, I'm, because I'm really struggling. Right? We're human. We're and human. we, yeah, live with lots of mistakes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, as I was, as you were talking, I, 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 I it, it brought something up that I, I had kind of thought about this week when I, I knew we were going to be talking about going forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's this, this idea I think that we get on that we, we kind of, um, we get on board with Jesus or we get on board with, um, uh, you think about like new year's resolutions, right? Everybody mm-hmm. joins a gym. Like we get on board yeah. with doing something good, like some kind of positive change in our life. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to, just for the sake of conversation, why is it so much easier to get off of that train Mm. than it is to get on. You know what I mean? Because, Mm -hmm. because I feel like being unhealthy, like if, like if we're going to use the analogy of joining a gym at new year's, being unhealthy is really hard work. It's at least as hard of work as Hmm. being healthy. Right. Because I mean, you do like you, you suffer when you're unhealthy. You, you, you don't feel good. You don't look Mm -hmm. good. You don't like yourself. You like, it is a lot of stress and energy to be unhealthy. And yet like 
we don't stop to think about how, you know, how, like, like when we, when we think about being healthy, all we think is, oh, that's going to be so much work. Mm-hmm. Right. I think we do the same thing in our relationship with God. You know, we don't, we, 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 we really, um, we go back and forth with him and we, we, or maybe we write him off completely and our life is, is, uh, you know, a lot messier than it needs to be. And it's mm-hmm. a lot of work. And we think, but a relationship with God, like he's, he's just going to be telling me what to do all the time, you know, <laughs> he's just like, going to boss me just around, gonna boss me around <laughs> right. And kind of put me in a box. And so we don't, and we don't want to buy into that, but that's never, yeah. I mean, that's never really the case. No. You know, and, and going back to that analogy with the gym, we're always so happy. Like you've been working out at the beginning a few days a week for, for three weeks. Like you feel pretty good. Uh-huh. Really, even if you're not at your goals or whatever, you feel like, man, I, I'm on top of the Exactly. You've, it feels this great. It's the same thing in our relationship with God. Like we, we, um, we invest a little time and we do, we see these wonderful rewards and we see these, we, we might even see like our path, our, our, you know, God might even reveal like, Hey, this is what you're supposed to do in your life. And ultimately I think a lot of us, we go, Oh, oh, oh wait a minute. Again, we're, we're pumping the brakes. We're saying, we're wait, saying what? no to Did that, sign up for? to that movement forward. That's just, it was just yeah. something that I thought about this week. It was like, that's, that's so weird. Cause it's really, it really is kind of tough to be unhealthy. It's tough to be, um, it's like, choose your struggle. Choose your do struggle. Do you want to, do you want to have the struggle of exercising, which is hard, but gives you good results? Or do you want to have the struggle of being unhealthy and wheezing on your way to the car? Yeah, you know what I mean? exactly. Or on your way to the, Pick your... in my case, on your way to the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, I was just thinking of, you know, you said, um, why is it easier to get on the exercise train than off? And I'm like, gravity, it's easier to get off because of gravity's playing with you. Uh, That's a, I knew the answer to that question. For sure. For sure. Um, do you, do you have some scripture for us this week? Um, (laughs) totes. Totes. Um, I can, I can go first with scripture if you want. Or, or you yeah, can. Yeah, you, you really, really that? should. That was a good segue. I'm, I'm very professional. Sorry about that. Um, so, well, no, and the, the reason I ask is because when we stop to to kind of do like a little um, like a little pre-production conversation today, we both had very different takes on, on this going. On going. And I, I want to make sure that we, I thought both takes were really good. And I want to make sure that we give um, both of them their, their fair share of time. Um, so, okay. So you want me to go first? If you can, I—I I mean, I can. <laughs> I'm just—I'm just repeating. Are you okay? Yeah, go first. You want me to go mm-hmm. first? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I've got some scripture from the book of Acts. It's Acts chapter one. Um, so uh, for those of you out there that maybe, if we get outside of the Gospels, uh, you're not super familiar with the story. Um, Acts is a continuation of the Gospel of Luke. It was written by Luke. So the same guy that wrote the Gospel of Luke wrote the book of Acts. Um, Luke was not um, one of the 12, right? He, he wasn't one of the 12 disciples, uh, but he was a, um, a follower of St. Paul, okay? And so what, what he wrote down as the gospel and what he wrote down as the book of Acts, most of it was, was given to him uh, by firsthand witnesses, right? So mm-hmm. we know it's a very, it's a very trustworthy um, uh, source. source, right, within, within Scripture. Um, but Luke kind of talks about this period between Jesus's resurrection. He gives a little more detail between Jesus's resurrection and his ascension uh, than any of the other the other gospels. And in the in the uh, the first chapter of Acts, uh, Jesus ascends, which means he is uh, he's 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 taken up to heaven, or or he actually goes up to heaven of his own free will. Right? He returns to the Father in heaven. He leaves us the Holy Spirit, uh, the third person of the Trinity, um, and he leaves us the Church. Right, the kind of newly formed church uh, at Pentecost um, to to lead us and to hopefully uh, lead us not only in our day to day lives, but to lead us eventually to heaven. Right, that's what the church is for. And when I say church, I mean, you know, I mean big buildings and guys with cool hats and all that kind of stuff. But I also mean you and me. Right, <laughs> we're supposed to lead each other in faith. Um, but before he does that, he says something really cool. Um, uh, they know that uh, uh, G- this resurrected Christ is with his disciples, and uh, he provides for them um, uh, a couple of promises, which is really cool. So this is Acts chapter 1, um, and I'm going to start at verse 3, and I'm going to go through, I'll go through the ascension. So uh, I'll go through verse, 
guess through verse 12. Is that, is that cool? That's very cool. I'm going to have to get my Bible closer to me because I'm getting old uh -oh. and I can't read He needs anymore. a magnifying glass. I do. I do. Okay. Or I could be really cool. I could be like a private investigator and I could just look down through a whiskey glass. Oh. I'm not that, I'm not that cool. Okay. All right. Uh, so this is uh, Acts chapter three, uh, Acts chapter one, verse three through 12. He presented himself alive to them by many proofs after he had suffered appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. While meeting with them, he enjoined them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, about which you have heard me speak, for John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. When they had gathered together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He answered them, it is not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has established by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him from their sight. While they were looking intently at the sky as he was going, suddenly two men dressed in white garments stood beside them. They said, Men of Galilee, why are you standing there looking at the sky? This Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven will return in the same way as you have seen him going into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey away. There's a really, really important, uh, at least has been a powerful verse in my life there, and that's um, Acts chapter 1, verse 8, and that's, but you, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you mm. will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. I don't know where God in Scripture talks more clearly about sending you forth mm -hmm. and about letting you know that He is going to give you what you need not only to survive but to do the job that he's calling you to mm -hmm. um which surpasses our understanding not only surpass, all, like, the like time. all the time i mean it just absolutely like blows our minds if we if you and confuses us yeah it's one of those things that if you think about it too long i say this all the time like your brain hurts like like it's it's yeah. hard it's just hard to 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 know right mm -hmm. um but it's not really i think here jesus is not speaking so much uh, to, no to knowledge in our mind as to knowledge in our, our heart. Hearts, right? yeah. he's, he's trying to convince our hearts that we're going to be taken care of. And those things that we, you know, that he knows that we're concerned about. Mm -hmm. um, and, and these are the earthly things, the earthly things. And these are, these are, you know, this is, is 11 men that got to spend, you know, every, every minute of three years with Jesus. And they still don't really fully grasp that or, or embrace that. And so that actually gives me a lot of hope that I can, I can, because like, yeah. they had like this three year encounter yeah. with Jesus in flesh and blood and, and, and they still worried and they still wondered. And Jesus was still very, very tender and very responsive to those, to those needs. Um, and, and he says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. These are 11 men that have never had power in anything in their entire life. Mm. They come even, even they're like, the ragamuffins. Even, the exactly. Original. Even mm -hmm. like Matthew, who was working for Rome Poor as a tax dude. collector. Mm -hmm. He didn't have any power, even no. though he was on Rome's side, quote unquote. Right. Right. He didn't have any power. Um, they, they, these guys didn't have anything. And so for, for the Messiah, for the son of God to promise them that they're going to have power. That's a huge deal. Do you think they got it in the moment though? Cause you're saying like they were with them for three years and they still didn't get it. But I would feel like if I were them, I don't, I don't, you don't, you wouldn't have the hindsight to know. Like I, I would probably be like, Oh, he's the Messiah. Is he really the Messiah? Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. And we know now, mm -hmm. but if you were living then, it's like we you said, could be confident, confident in the Ooh, are we sure? It's like we said in the, in the episode on fear, like there were, there were, uh, 12 disciples, only one of them made it to the cross, right? Mm -hmm. So 11 of them got scared. 11 yeah. of them got scared and did their own thing and took off. And, and yeah. even Peter like denied Jesus, right? So I, I think Jesus expects that of us. He expects that we're going to be uh, wary. We're going to be um, 
imperfect in our discipleship, right? Um, but what he also expects of us is that we're going, we're going to listen to him mm-hmm. and we're going to uh, give him the benefit of, of who he is, mm-hmm. right? We're going we're gonna to let him be who he is at at least some points in our lives. And in those moments in our lives, he's going he's gonna to show us again more than we can possibly comprehend about how much the Father loves us and yeah. about how much we're, we're, uh, we're wanted and desired mm-hmm. and, and cared for. Right. So, so it, it, it's always, um, exciting to me whenever this, uh, this, this passage pops up, right. We, we actually re- you can read this in like confirmation masses. You hear this, yeah. this often. Um, but you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem throughout Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And that, that symbolism, that, that imagery of, of the ends of the earth, literally going yeah. as far as you can possibly imagine um, to, to spread the good news. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think about that both externally and internally, what are the ends of the earth in my, in my home, in my family? What are the ends of the earth, uh, in my relationships with friends in my, in my workplace? Like, mm-hmm. like where are the places where, where Jesus is really, really needed? Right. And, and how can I, how can I be an instrument of his grace in those places? And then also the ends of the earth in my own heart. Yeah. What are the ends of the earth internally? Where where do the where are the places where I need God to really invade um, my my thinking, my behavior, my feelings, my emotions, and to really begin to um, to, to kind of shine a light in those dark places, right? Um, what's so beautiful about this to me is that God invites us into that process. He's not saying, I'm just going to snap my fingers and do all the work. Mm. He's saying, I, I love you enough to give you the power. Yeah. And to, then you learn from it. And to, you, yeah. yeah. To, to, to learn and grow, to, to kind of walk beside him and at the same time be helping others, mm-hmm. lear, you know, in learning and growing and, and yeah. walking beside him as well. Um, you know, I, I, I think that going forth uh, becomes as much a, a call um or, or becomes as much a, a responsibility as it is a call. We can't really, Absolutely. we can't really be Christian. We can't really be in a relationship with God without going forth. No, it's all about that candle. Mm-hmm. Don't put it under the bushel. No, the, the bushel basket. Mm-hmm. The something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna let it shine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. Okay, so today's mass readings were kind of. Um, hit me in a different way. Mm-hmm. I know that we talked about recently um, the gospel reading. Uh, so in Luke chapter 15 about um, the shepherd who leaves the 99 for the one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was today's mass reading and it hit me a little bit differently today. And part of that was the reflection in this um, give us this day reflection um, by Nick Wagner, his mm-hmm. reflection for that. Um, and he talks about uh, that when Jesus was born, you know, the shepherds knew. They knew it was what was happening. They saw the North Star. The North Star. Hey, where am I from? <laughs> no idea. What was that? Blah, blah, blah. Okay. So the idea is Jesus is born on the earth, mm-hmm. the savior of the world, and all the fences were obliterated, meaning there are no, there's no more, um, inside the flock versus outside the flock. There's no more us and them. Mm -hmm. Um, We're all one. In that instant, the job changed from protection Mm -hmm. for shepherds to risk. Fences don't keep us safe. Pope Francis tells us, moved by the fear of remaining shut up within structures which give us a false sense of security while our out, while At our door, people are starving, and Jesus does not tire of saying to us, give them something to eat. Wow. So we're saying looking for lost sheep isn't safe. Mm -hmm. It's not safe, and we're going to get dirty. We're going to get bruised. We're going to get hurt. And I think in addition to to knowing that, knowing the risk, um, I don't know, something about, I'm not an adrenaline junkie, but I do like 
risking in certain ways, you mm-hmm. know. So um, there's this little organization that's um, located in Austin, um, Buda specifically. It's called Austin Angels. It's mm-hmm. a fantastic organization that um, supports families who foster children. Cool. And uh, part of the the ministry of this organization is to pair volunteers with families who are fostering um, children. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that many times people who whose fiat, who's saying yes, is to foster children can do that. Um, they need support. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that's a lonely role. Sure. Um, it's taxing. And so the their idea was they need support. And so um, for people who want to do something but don't feel like they can foster, which would be insert Nikki. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be a part of the solution, but I can't do that, but I can do this. Mm-hmm. So, um, a while back, our family paired up with a family who is fostering quite a few children and that walk with them, um, was risky in the sense of I didn't know exactly what I was getting myself into. Um, it felt bold because I chose the family with the most kids. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, they had nine, and through our um, relationship and pairing with them, they took in another sibling group. Wow. And so by the time we, um, our term with them had ended, it, they had 12 kids. Wow. And it was just beautiful in a way. It allowed me an avenue to live the gospel with my hands and my feet mm-hmm. and my heart of course but there wasn't a whole lot of talking about jesus Mm -hmm. there was just the doing sure and i think opening yourself up to the hurt Mm -hmm. of people around you Mm -hmm. um i just prior to volunteering with them i was very sheltered Mm -hmm. and i didn't realize how some kids grow up Mm -hmm. Um, I think that I'm a bad mom if I don't get my kids whatever fill-in-the-blank fast food meal they want. And there are literally kids who are eating off the floor Mm -hmm. like animals. Mm -hmm. And I thought that that was just something that was from movies or far off, and it's happening in our town. Mm -hmm. And um, it was just an amazing journey and I still have a relationship with my little family and there, um, I feel, you know, it's always one of those things like whenever you give of yourself, you, you are repaid so much more. Sure. And, um, I feel like a goober cause I went into it thinking I was going to help them and the ways in which my heart was changed are so significant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad that I decided to listen to the Holy Spirit when he kind of, he nudges me into traffic a lot, you mm-hmm. know, like, oh, I'll just go. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, I don't want to. And then I do. And then it's okay. And he protects me and he makes this, um, he allows for relationships to blossom and um, just beautiful stuff to happen. Sure. Am I talking too frou-frou? No, I feel like I all. don't even know what I'm saying right now. Not at all. And that feels a little weird and a little Holy Spirity. Like sometimes when we leave the recording, mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't like I'll get home and Matt will say, Oh, what y'all talk about today? And I went, I kinda don't know. Yeah. Same. That's weird, I, right? I have the same thing happened to me. I don't know what I just said. Okay. Well, so so <laughs> I, I just was, happened. I was listening and I was I was very much uh um like very, very blown away by this idea that your journey, the, the go forth journey, um, it's, it's really two journeys and, and you, you explained it so beautifully in your, in your, your testimony. Thank you. That when we are witnessing for God, whether or not we are Bible thumpers, right? Mm-hmm. Whether or not we're talking about Jesus, when we are, are, um, sort of putting our money where our mouth is and, and really taking steps to try to engage the world in the name of God, right? Mm. Um, that journey, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I, I feel like that journey has to happen in our hearts, in order for it to happen out outside, mm-hmm. right? In order for it to happen elsewhere, it also those those experiences that we have 
in the outside world, you know, uh, ministering to other people or journeying with other people, or even, even just journeying on our own, sort of moving where God calls us. We have to have those experiences in order to really understand what's going on in our hearts. Mm. And I think, I think that's a pretty profound takeaway from our conversation today for me is that I, I don't know that you can have one without the other. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like I, like I've said on previous episodes, like I, I got a lot of my, a lot of clarity about God and a lot of clarity about my calling to be in a relationship with God from going on mission trips. And it was about not only seeing, you know, I, I, I would go into a mission trip feeling like I'm going to bring God with me mm. to, to wherever, you know, wherever it is, whatever family we're working with, right. Whatever You're little kids I'm, got him. I'm, I'm in charge. <laughs> like I, I kind of almost kind of take I'll ownership of him and backpack. exactly. And, and I'm going to tell you a story or show you a picture of a saint or something and your heart's going to be changed. But in reality, you know, being missionary means that you, you go into the world and you point out where God is already moving, where God is already uh, living and breathing and, and, and loving on mm-hmm. people. Um, in these really profound ways that maybe they don't appreciate or understand or, or, or maybe they do, but they just need someone to come in and affirm it for them. Mm, or maybe, yeah. maybe they do. And you're actually the one that, that goes out and gets affirmed, yeah. right? You're the one that, that, you know, that it's, it's super cool on a mission trip when you have a, um, a, a, you know, a little kid at a vacation Bible school who he gets all excited about this fun t-shirt that he like finger painted that says Jesus on it, right? And mm-hmm. that I, I've had that experience, and it's like I, I want to be that excited about God. I want to yeah. be that joyful, and and I've had the experience like literally the next second where I go, there's no, there's nothing stopping me from being that joyful. Right? I can, I can do that. I can, I can invest in that same way that 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 child has, and 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 that's that child bringing me closer to Christ. I mean, that yeah. child is also kind of stepping out They're and going forth. The going forth. They're doing yeah. the going forth without even maybe without even realizing yeah it. um we we have um i think we have this tendency in our um we, we, we have this tendency when we look at the gospel to to want to um i don't know about you I, maybe i'm just speaking for me i i do this when i look at the gospel i kind of split it up based on what part of the of the liturgical year we're in so at like advent and christmas it's all very joyful and hopeful and and kind of pretty and it's all everything the gospel is kind of like a hallmark movie in my head like when you were when you were reading about the about the shepherds right um it's it's all it's all sort of like idyllic and there's christmas music playing exactly yeah yeah. yeah. and then when we're at easter it's like it's it's very it's it's dark and it's Uh heavy and it feels so you know um you can feel the weight of it right it doesn't feel you know happy and hopeful and light but as you as you kind of pointed out in that in those stories of like the shepherds you know coming in and you know proclaiming that the child is born and all this christ is already sending forth mm-hmm. he's already sending people forth before he's even born before he's even born he's already sending people forth on a mission mm. christ's entire life is about is about changing your heart changing my heart and his mission really isn't complete until we're we're in heaven with him and no aspect of his life, even, even his <laughs> birth in a stable, like no aspect of his life was detached from that. Wow. Everything, everything in his life was geared towards making us understand the father's love for us, making us understand the father's mercy for us and making that love and that mercy available to us in, in tangible ways. Mm. That's the mission of the church. That's, that's when, when we say we're going forth from a retreat and we say we're going forth um, into our families. If maybe you're going forth from this podcast, right? And you want to, you're listening to us because you want to pray about something or think about something or, or maybe learn something. Um, that, that's, that's really what it's all about is, is taking, uh, these moments that we have with God, taking these experiences that we have with God and magnifying them. Mm -hmm. We're not called to just, you know, to just kind of rest here. We're called to, to, um, to, to, you know, to be fruitful and multiply. That's not just about having babies, y'all. Like that is, yeah. that is really about, um, the, the, Spreading the, the, good news. the gospel and, yeah. and making the love of God known to everyone. Mm-hmm. Guys, it's not easy. And it's not something that I think we can really say, um, any one of us is perfect at even the, you know, the Pope Francis's and the 
Billy Grahams and the whoever of the world, um, we struggle. We, yeah, we, we struggle. It's risky. We struggle with the risk of it. We struggle with the the effort that it takes. Um, and and really the the you know the one of the one of the big takeaways I think for me from today is that is that that risk becomes a lot easier when uh, when I have people like my friend Nikki to 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 take that risk with mm-hmm. right when I when I have people like um, a, a faith community or um, a, a retreat experience to uh, to to really share in that with mm-hmm. and so um, I'm gonna go first with a tip is that okay yeah that's okay okay um, <laughs> and my and my tip is is um, is to go out two by two that's <gasps> to my go tip out two by two so you're you're sent forth right and and let's say you um, this is gonna be a shameless plug for this podcast but let's say <laughs> let's say that you're let's say you feel like um, you know if it's this or 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 something else that's bringing you closer to Christ uh, that's bringing you to a deeper place a deeper understanding of your faith share that with someone mm. find someone to talk about Christ with and practice those skills of of being a witness practice those skills of of really you know going forth and having conversations and and maybe even practice having conversations like in love like tough conversations in love with someone um, that you trust someone that you care about um, and and don't feel like you have to go forth all on your own um, I can't think of a time when ministry has ever been successful for me where I've done it all by Solo, myself yeah no it just doesn't work not so, successful not enjoyable not enjoyable definitely no. so that's that's my tip find a find a partner to disciple with um, even if it's just discipling your own heart you know find someone that will hold you accountable in scripture or will do like my friend Nikki does for me uh, that'll just send me like you know funny memes of scripture sometimes or I'm glad you enjoy that <laughs> I do I do um, my my uh, my girlfriend and I we we try to we try to support each other in uh, the various ways that we're, you know, we, we have very different spiritualities, but we try to be very supportive of those, um, uh, those habits that kind of make us who we are in our relationship with God and, and to give each other the, the space and the opportunities and also to enjoy that same space together sometimes. So yeah. finding, finding a partner in faith is, is, a is a really good thing. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. I have a side note about the two by two. Okay. I think I told you this already. I don't know. Did I tell you about how? When I go to the grocery store and I'm putting my things on the, the belt, you did I not. feel like it's Noah's, I feel like this is a story about Noah's Ark. Mm-hmm. Two gallons of milk, two bags of chips. Do you buy two of two everything? Whole chi- almost every single time. Everything we get, two of. E- okay. Even if I don't need to, sometimes I'm just like, oh, got to grab two. Maybe so I'm like, just thinking biblically. Maybe. Biblically. Maybe. While I'm grocery shopping. Maybe. I digress. Maybe you have three boys. Maybe I do have three boys and one girl who likes to bake. There you go. Woo-hoo. There you go. That's that's pretty cool. Two by two. See, I like I like even numbers. Me too. So if I except if for I seven, buy, if I buy yogurt, you get two. I no, I got to get like six because okay, two okay, okay. two yogurts. Come on. What would you do? Like anymore. two vanillas, two bananas, two blueberries. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Then I can do that. Yeah. They all. I they, approve of that message. They, it, all it always has to be symmetrical. Mm-hmm. I can't buy five bananas, but I can buy Ooh, six yeah, no. or I can buy four. Well, that completely makes sense. Yep. I'm all about the even numbers too. Um, We've gotten off topic again. <laughs> a teensy bit. Yes. By the way, I'm helping with eighth grade math and fourth grade math at home. So I'm all about the numbers. I feel like I could, let's talk about numbers for a while. <laughs> Why does Y equals MX plus B? I don't know. Um, okay. My tip for encountering while going forth, um, I, I want to, it's not a tip so much as a challenge. And that is to, um, evangelize, go forth, spread the gospel without words Okay. by your actions, like, um, choose a Bible passage or story that you know, and think about how you can insert yourself into that story and um, with the people that you know and love that are closest to you. I mean, the biggest challenge is to do it with the people within your own home mm-hmm. and family. Mm-hmm. That's my challenge, not a tip, just a challenge. I like that. I like that a lot because when we, when we, um, I mean, that's kind of the whole point of going forth is that we're going to, to take up the path of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. We, we heard about Christ's ascension, right? He's, 
he he's choosing to be in heaven with the father and to leave to leave his kingdom here on earth kind of up to us right mm-hmm. and that means we have to those are those are big sandals to fill you he's, know he's tossing us the keys exactly to the vet exactly and so so we can't i don't think we can do that without really um putting ourselves into into the gospel story somewhere into mm-hmm. the gospel message somewhere and and i think if you if you if you do that one time you'll start to recognize yourself everywhere in scripture yeah you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Martha and I'm Mary and I'm the Samaritan woman and I'm St. Andrew. Yes. Like just over and over and over And that's and the beautiful again. thing. Don't it's put awesome. yourself in a box. Yeah, you can be awesome. Martha and Mary. That's awesome. You can be Martha and Mary in the same day. Mm-hmm. You can. And you will learn lessons from being, mm-hmm. from being both. Super cool. Okay. Yes. So those are the two tips. Uh, be, go forth in community. And then the, the challenge is to, to find yourself in, in scripture and to, to try to live out that lesson hopefully in your own home. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Awesome. Let's, uh, let's close in prayer. Shall we? Shall we? Shall. <laughs> I feel like that's our first t-shirt. Shall we? Shall we? The most, obnoxious, the most obnoxious font we can find. Shall we? Uh, like I want it. Four exclamation points. <laughs> like, oh, I can find an obnoxious font. Oh, I've got uh, that. I, I've got that font. Mm-hmm. Helvetica. Right. Um, it's not an obnoxious that's font. <laughs> Cooper Black. Oh, no, 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 no. You like Cooper? Uh, it's okay. It's bold Com- enough. We'll put bold. it in Comic Sans. Don't. Everyone, no, that's no. the most obnoxious font. It's just so or papyrus. Ordinary. Papyrus. I kind of like papyrus. I, I mean, it's old school. I like. It's like, ooh, I'm cool. Mm. I'm not Ariel. I'm papyrus. <laughs> I mean, papyrus has that uh-huh. little chip, uh-huh. chip on his shoulder. We digress. We digress a lot. Let's close in prayer in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our Father, who art, who art in heaven, heaven hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Once again, uh, let Jesus do the work. Thank you all so much for joining us, for listening to the podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Late to Church Podcast, or drop us a line at Gmail. Drop us a line in our email. I'm going to edit that. Drop us a line in our email. <laughs> late to church podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us uh, you, well, right now. You can find us on Spotify and on Apple podcasts. Apple just podcast. super cool. Yes. Uh, super exciting. Um, thank you so much. Please don't uh, hesitate to give us a shout. We love Reach you. Reach out to us. Peace. Peace friends. Bye. Praying for you. Bye. The Late to Church podcast is an AMET creative production and is hosted by James Longoria and Nikki Mancata. Our theme song is Candle in the Shadows by The Poor Kings. Check them out on Spotify or wherever you download music. Incidental music is by Punch Deck. Follow us on Instagram at Late to Church Podcast or contact us at Late to Church Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. We're praying for you. Peace. <laughs>